Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by TheRinger.com and the newly minted Emmy award-winning NBA desktop. I cannot believe it, Tate. Our boys, the the Jason Concepcion and company, mm. brought home the Emmy. Network. Yeah, a.k.a. N3TNW3RK. Um, Do you want to know something funny? A guy that's going to come on the show a little bit later, Chris Vernon. The first time that I had him, when I did the Ringer NBA show back in the day, he had Jason Concepcion on the podcast. Mm. And the first five minutes of the show was... Chris Vernon being like, so how do you say your Twitter name? <laughs> now run that by M3 me again. Are they threes or E's? <laughs> it's confusing. And it was awesome. Um, yeah, they won an Emmy last night. The, mm-hmm. they, they won an Emmy for digital. Who cares what they won it for? They won a goddamn Emmy. That's that's all that matters. And um, I my question is, what are they going to do with it? Is it, it are they going to have it on display here? Can I take the Emmy? Can I pose with the Emmy? Or is it is it like a personal thing that they keep at their own house? I wanted. We need an Emmy here. We need like a banner hanging up in the in the ringer rafter. I will say, I have my Webby sitting right over there. No one celebrated <laughs> no one my it. Webby. No one touches it. Nobody cared. So I uh, I am happy about the Emmys, but upset about That's the Webbies. Horseshit. We how does no, it work? Like how many Emmys are there? How many Webbys like, equal an Emmy? Get an Emmy? Is there one for the? The actual, I, I want someone. Just you know, there's definitely just you one. know those like the the Jordan versus LeBron versus Kobe, and then like people make these graphics, and they'll have like all the graphics of all the trophies mm-hmm. they've won, and and the, yes. everyone puts their own six titles, on it. Yeah, yeah. So they put like six little MVP. silhouettes of the NBA thing. They should do that with 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 you and Jason. Like have your pictures up there, and it's like the, this big Emmy, like a, this luxurious <laughs> looking trophy of a trophy. <laughs> Yours is like just yeah. fucking Webby. Two Webbies. It's <laughs> like a slinky. Give it to the to the ringer two at webbies, large. By the way, two Webbies. <laughs> Let's get that right. Um. Yeah, we are having you. You said it. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, we are having Chris Vernon on the show. Uh, Memphis, the Grizzlies have secured the number two pick, so we wanted to talk to Verno about that. But beyond that, more more relevant to our interests is that Penny Hardaway continues Penny's to drop the bag. Uh, at this point, we said last week or whatever it was that uh, we were worried that he was not aware of the scholarship counts. I, I am now worried about the salary cap with Penny Hardaway, <laughs> that, <laughs> that this is uh, this is getting out of control, and he's still in the running for like some other guys. I have no idea how this is working. Um, I mean, I know how he's getting the guys. I don't know how he continues... <laughs> To have space available to get other guys, it's it's all very strange. It's like it's like the Warriors where they every year feel like they they they'll sign like a like this year they signed Andrew Bogut. I know Bogut sucks, but it was like the Warriors are in the running for Andrew. I'm like, how the fuck could they possibly be in the running for anybody at this point? I don't know how it works. I'm 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 too. I small just like brain, to think so. it's like Hard Knocks and Penny Hardaway's like calling in guys that are actually on the team that are students at Memphis, and he's like sitting yeah. them down. He's like. Really appreciate you coming in. It's just not yeah. going to work. Can you give me your playbook back? And they're like, Coach, I got class. Yeah, like, I'm what, not actually what, on the team. What am I going to do now? Yeah, Penny's going to show up and there's to, to the first day of practice, and he's going to have 34 people <laughs> on his team, and he's going to be like, shit, I, I made a huge mistake. Um, and, then, and then they're going to break off, and they're going to start a second If you're a five-star over here, yeah. if you're a four-star or less over there. that's Maybe that's the plan, is Mike Miller is going to coach. They're going to they're gonna have Memphis, and then they're going to bring back Memphis State, which is what they used to be called. Mm-hmm. And Mike Miller gets to be the head coach of Memphis State, and Penny's the head coach of Memphis, and they have two teams, <laughs> two varsity teams. <laughs> and then the three and four-stars <laughs> that climb up, they trade <laughs> yeah. them to Memphis. It's like a nice little get swap. Relegated, yeah. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. Uh, so we are going to have Verno on to talk about Memphis. We're going to talk about the, the update on the Michigan coaching search. Uh, some other stuff we got to get to. We're going to get to that as much as we can, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical They're out foul. Of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. It is Tuesday. 
we are recording another episode of One Shining Podcast, and we have to start with the biggest news in our world tape. Apparently, sources are telling me that smoking is no longer permitted at the darkroom, Kyle. Dude. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Pour one out. Recipes to darkroom. What, what, what do you mean? What is the You're story? Like, what, how out? did this happen? This Surly is goat, son. Where the fuck do you think I'm going to the dark room? Give everyone the backstory on, like, I mean, everyone that listens to Bill, and we mentioned the dark room on here, but, like, it, this, this feels like a a, a good, uh, uh, what, what's the word for when someone dies? The, the closure? The, no, what's the In memoriam? No, the fucking, uh, 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 Murder of a good time? Yes, that's exactly what it. it is. Eulogy. Oh, Eulogy. yeah. Eulogy. Kyle, give the, uh, give the, since since the dark room is 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 now dead, you're, you're whatever whatever's happened. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not dead. Uh, but give the eulogy of the smoking era. Give give to explain to the people why the dark room mattered. Why where how we the got dark here. room. I mean, I've, I've explained it to many many people. It's just it's like my safety safe. Nothing bad happens to me there. It's just mm-hmm. it's good times. There's TVs. Uh, sometimes they work, and it's it's Melrose Melrose Avenue. It's Perfect. We just sit there and you watch people watch and you the dark room. It is where a, nothing bad happens in the dark. It is a it is a great bar if you're a smoker because uh, you have the patio. You smoke and you're watching. It's it's a great little. If hangout. you're a weed smoker if, too. If you're not a smoker and you're sitting there and <laughs> and everyone's just. Right, you know what you do? You sit inside and you fucking I know, order but yourself I, you some know, french fries and chicken. Uh, I will say so, it's probably one of those places where people kept walking in and seeing like blunts like getting gutted and everyone's like, uh, maybe. I'm not uh, kidding. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever hung out with you at any other bar. I've hung out with you outside of the dark room, but not at another bar, I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen you at another bar than the dark room in Los Angeles. We went to B Dubs, but that's more of a restaurant. That's not a bar. Yeah. I don't think we've ever I don't think I've ever seen you at another bar than the dark room. This was your spot. This is the only place. Taps. Oh, we that's, a that's a restaurant. That's a still a restaurant. Yeah, um, right, dark no, room's a legit bar. Yeah. Uh, uh, Good times. So what happened, though? What's the story? They so just... I think it's something with food. If you serve food and it's like more than peanuts and fucking pickles or something, I think you can't have Sm- smoke in the patio. Also, there's an overhang and it's not like open air. Oh, so it's not a so, real patio. So ba- they passed that law five years ago. And, um, <laughs> That somebody basically the, the the word on the street is somebody <laughs> snitched. The law for it took five, five years. years for the California go- government to send someone over well, to the, check the up. The word on, on the street is somebody snitched. Mm. Um, so it's, I'm thinking about doing an American Vandal documentary. On oh shit! So I I definitely should not have made a comment about how being a non-smoker on I'm the smoker's patio is annoying. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to die last time we were out there. Titus is looking at me, he's like turning green, he's now filled with smoke. Yeah, I'm like, now everyone's going to think I was the snitch. Uh, I was well, now you can eat your fucking I was cheeseburgers and Cobb salads out there with no smoke. I'm so happy for you. I will I'm say sorry. this, the one guy that was rolling blunts to then smoke that blunt before he ate, he's not going to be ordering food anymore. Yeah. He's pissed. Like, they're losing saying. business. They're End of an lose. era. Well, the worst part is now there's just all the people that were smoking there. They're just lined up in front drinking beers over the side while they're smoking on the sidewalk. Oh, so, bad move, Darkroom. Hope it works out for you. Bad move. Bad move following the law, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> People start getting arrested on the street right with outside. This, with a beer. Yeah. Like. <laughs> One more thing. You should organize a, organize a protest, a smoke-in or something. A smoke-out. Smoke, smoke, smoke out. out. Yeah, smoke smoke, out, smoke out. out. Go sit smoke inside, out. light a blunt. We should just do that. We should Somebody have a whole thing Facebook where, page where we get a, get like a few hundred people, and we're all just packed into the patio. <laughs> light. I'll smoke. That'll be my. F- I've never smoked cigarettes before. Let's get a couple. I will cartons. smoke. I will make my first cigarette in your honor at the dark room. <laughs> 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 people are vomiting inside. <laughs> All right. Like I can't. The, it's like the Sam for cigarettes. Yes. It's oh like when you, in, in the South, when you get caught with a cigarette when you're young, which is pretty much every kid, 
your dad or whoever is in charge of you will make you smoke, smoke a pack the whole of, pack. Yeah, you have yeah. to smoke the whole pack in front of them. <laughs> and there's at least five of my friends that got addicted to cigarettes because that, of that way, right? Yeah, yeah, they were just like, this is awesome. And I'm, I'm throwing up. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh, God. Uh, Tobacco fun. Road. Um, I, had, I had one other. Since we're completely off topic, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had another update. So um, I, I told you the story about the homeless guy. That I bought a burrito for, mm-hmm. and then like Michigan guy, right? then like Michigan four man. days later, he I was walking by with an Ohio State shirt. He said, "Fuck Ohio State, whatever." Um, and yeah, I was like, Dude, "I just bought you a burrito." Shocking update, very shocking update in this story. Uh, yesterday, I'm walking. It, he 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 hangs out in like general the same general vicinity. Surprise, no surprise there. Uh, so I'm walking in the the same area again. I'm wearing another Ohio State shirt. We do the same rapport. And I walk by, he's like, boo, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, guy. We already did this. Mm. We don't need to do this again. And then he goes, no, no, no. And, and then uh, he goes, or he, 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 we do that. And then he goes, Urban Meyer is the biggest, he's the worst uh, developer of talent in the country. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Whatever. Like, who cares? I'm just trying to move. And then he keeps going in on Urban Meyer. And I point to my shirt and I'm like, my way of getting out of it is like, dude, it's a ba- I'm a basketball guy because it says Ohio State basketball. I was like, I'm a basketball guy. I don't even know. I didn't even know we had a football team. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he says to me, Tate, this, is, this blew my mind. He goes, the reason I know so much about Ohio State and I get so frustrated with Urban Meyer is that I'm a Buckeye. I love the Buckeyes. Wow. But I hate Urban Meyer. And that's the shocking development. As it turns out, he is actually a Buckeye a fan. Self-loathing Buckeye. But a self-loathing. And he booed me because I was wearing an Ohio State shirt one day. I, my mind's blown. I don't know what to think anymore. But does he know that Urban Meyer is not the head yes. coach? Urban Meyer is, is gone now. I it's, think you should drop that news on him because he doesn't yeah, know he that. Doesn't he, know he, he, not he, he hasn't him. gotten that yet. That paper hasn't been printed. It has not gotten to him. So that, that is the update on that guy. We will uh, we will follow the story <laughs> His closely. head is going to explode when you tell him that Urban Meyer yeah. is not the coach. And then he's going to ask for your sweatshirt. He's going to move back. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was going to have a strong take on the, uh, the Zach Smith domestic violence thing where he was like, I don't like Urban. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And I thought he was going to go in on, you know, my, my problem was that he just didn't report or whatever. And he's like, and then he just goes Completely different direction. Underdeveloped talent. I was like, is that really a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Really gives a shit about any of that. Um, So, yeah, there's that. Let's talk about uh, college basketball. Turns out the whole time it was Jim Trestle. The big question surrounding college basketball is is Zion Williamson going to return to Duke, Tate? This is the the, the New Orleans Pelicans have won the NBA (laughs) draft lottery. I don't know Um, why I laugh every time I hear that. (laughs) It's just funny. Google says maybe. Maybe. Uh, Google says that Zion might return. How did how did this become a yeah, thing? Yeah, I was going to say, let's give the full overview of what happened. What happened? So what happened was ESPN is giving us the lottery. You know what I mean? We're getting the NBA lottery. It's presented. They get to the top four picks. And this is usually not when they take a commercial break, but they take the commercial break. So then we have Knicks, Lakers, Pelicans, and of course, Vernos Grizzlies. Those are the four mm. teams. So everyone in America, in their mind, they don't know who the Pelicans or the Grizzlies are, so they don't exist. All they've heard is there are top two picks, and it's going to be the Lakers and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to see who's going to get the number one and number two pick. But regardless, Zion is going to L.A. or New York. That's how they took it. And that's how America kind of just, right. everyone's already so, at that stage. Which we said last week going into the lottery was that the Knicks fans were under the impression that they had a 96% chance of landing the number one pick, yes. even though it was like 14%. So at this point, all they're saying to themselves, just if we get number two, at worst, we get John Morant. That's what they're saying. And so all this is happening mm. in America. People are tweeting like, "What a win for Zion! Can't believe yeah. this! Like, what? Like, what a great draft year! This is all working out." Boom! Fourth pick hits. It's the Lakers. Knicks fans are going crazy. 
Did you see the Jesus and Mero video with uh yes yeah with Fat, with Joe, Fat Joe who else Jadakiss. was Jada yeah. Kiss that's right yeah, Fat yeah. Joe taking the sip of the drink when they get the third pick is hilarious because <laughs> all I could think about was damn I gotta watch R J Barrett shoot forty <laughs> times he's like I thought Carmelo was bad <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see what this looks like so anyways we get to that point so everyone's already set in this mindset's already trickled into everyone's mind that Zion's gonna go to a big market mm-hmm. and then of course right after that Knicks hit they all go crazy they're yelling they're like we had an eighty six percent chance to get the number one pick what's going on everyone's like. You know, gonna flip that. That's not how it works. That's not how it goes. <laughs> and then we get the top two picks. Memphis, everyone's like, whatever. New Orleans gets it again. So they're they're gonna lose Anthony Davis most likely. Then they're gonna so get Zion. Because the media is so upset, surely Zion is is equally as upset. Yes. And is, it is so mad that he's gonna throw away tens of millions of dollars. Well, then that video came out of him Duke. leaving the room when it yeah. found out that New Orleans was the number one pick. We can't come to find out that video was a complete complete farce. That was him going to the bathroom earlier in the night or something like that. Yeah. So that was like a whole made-up thing. So everyone was like, all right, Zion does not want to go to New Orleans. So next day, we have 49 shows that are all sports debate shows, and every single person on the show goes, I got to do something a little out there. What, what if, if Zion went back? Yeah. Well, every as as we all know, and I watch all those shows on that day, and every single person, like Bill Plaschke's like, and I'll say this: <laughs> What if he went back? And everyone's like, he could go back. People don't people don't realize that he could go back. Well, they do realize it. John Rothstein tweets it every single day. PSA: <laughs> You can still go back to school now, uh, even after the lottery, even after the combine, you can still go back to school. <laughs> My favorite part about the lottery results was that um, that. Everyone go, going in is, you know, the, it's talked about all the time with the lottery that it's fixed. Mm-hmm. With the, the famous example of 85 with the frozen envelope with Patrick Ewing. Um, but they, and then LeBron in 03, the Cavs get their hometown hero. Uh, there, there are a lot of things you can point to and be like, they fixed this on purpose just for whatever the storyline is. And so, as you said, it gets down to the final four. The Knicks and the Lakers are in line. If either one of those teams get the number one pick, it's the, the conspiracies are through the roof about how fixed it is. The Pelicans get it, and everyone's upset. And within 10 minutes, not even that, it's like within five seconds, there's already the, oh, so they fixed it for the Pelicans so that Anthony Davis would stay. The only team— It doesn't matter. Like If the Grizzlies won it, they'd be like, we're going to need some time to figure out how this was fixed. But (laughs) Who works for the Grizzlies right now because it's obviously fixed? Uh, And that's how it—it kind of played out that way. And now everyone's like, New Orleans is losing Anthony Davis, so therefore Zion is coming to replace Anthony Davis. That's why it's fixed. You brought up the the video of Zion that actually wasn't the video of uh, the—when he finds out what team— wasn't it Joel Embiid that had the the best one? With that the was the best one. one. Yeah, when he's just like sitting on his couch and he looks so pissed off, and then they're like, "And there he is, the man, <laughs> the man expected." When did to this go start? Where they started showing guys uh, in the lottery? Because I remember in 07, uh, we were in our dorm room at Ohio State, mm. and I was watching the lottery with Greg and Mike. And the I don't know where Greg thought he was going to go. Greg knew he was going to be the number one pick, even though Durant was awesome and there was a lot of hype for Durant. I think Greg was in his mind. He's like, I'm I'm definitely going number one. Um, so they go through the lottery. And I, I, I think like Boston had a chance, right? Like Bill talks about this all the time. They probably had a slight chance. So maybe he thought like that would be the one place that would be cool. Um, but other than that, I don't even remember who was in the running. I mean, Memphis was up there, um, yeah. whatever. So Portland gets the number one pick, and I remember he turns to me and he's like, "What do you know about Portland?" I was like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Um, all right, I guess I'm going to Portland." And then I was like, "Do you want to go to Seattle?" He's like, "I don't know anything about Seattle either." And my point is, I swear you could do this for all these guys. He's like 18 year old kids that have never been to any. And, and, and whoever gets the number one pick is probably a shitty team, mm-hmm. unless there's some 
a horrible trade that was made a few years ago where now a good team got the you know yes. someone else's pick. So every it feels like every year it's going to be either a shitty team or in a city that a kid's never been to. And if you shove a camera in their face, chances are that the guy's not going to be pleased that he, he's like, man, I really wanted to go to the Spurs. Like, <laughs> Especially when you think about it, Zion Williamson is sitting around a group of people, R.J. Barrett's including that group. They're all thinking, and they've all been hearing that you can go to the Knicks or the Lakers. Like, it's possible. That's what I'm so saying, They've yeah. already, like, bought that. That's why That's why the whole commercial break and the break and the whole— it, it, like, let it seep into people's minds that the chance was there. So once it's you like think the chance think, is there— yes. I, I'm going to go to the Spurs or the Warriors or the Rockets. Like, oh, shit, the Pelicans? Damn, I thought maybe the Warriors would get the notice. <laughs> um, it's, it's hilarious. And Zion Williamson came out and he said, I've never been to New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what it's I mean. like so the, part of it is this confusion of, like, oh, so I'm going to live in New Orleans now? I don't even know where that is. I don't know— it's not, you're not mad. You're just like, fuck, I never thought that was a possibility. So that was the scene set up. It was like, all we knew was that Zion Williamson thought he was going to go to New York. So did everyone in New York, apparently. Mm. Uh, and that didn't work out. And now we're at a situation where Zion Williamson has never been to New Orleans. He got up and left the, <laughs> the NBA combine because he's so upset. You know what I mean? So then you lead in the next day and everyone's like, Zion Williamson is going to pull an Eli Manning. He will not play in New Orleans. Yeah. That is fact. That is fact. And his stepdad literally later in the day. So all this comes out and I'm watching all this and I, I'm starting to tweet about it because I'm like, why not go back? Why? Well, I should say, hold on. Let, me, <laughs> let, let him go back. Let me, let me cut you off here. I should say that a couple days before, again, I'm not great with time uh, timelines and stuff, <laughs> but uh, not long before this, Zion did have a statement where he said, I would go back to Duke if I could. Yes. Which was kind of hilarious because you can, and like it's like I'm not making any of these decisions. They, there's this machine that runs my life for me, and uh, I can't make the decisions. So he did say that before the lottery happened. So I guess there's a, and, that little bit. And we've also known that Zion loved college basketball and wanted to play mm. at Duke, and and was like really upset that he got hurt. In the and Duke he didn't Carolina want to take game. a pay cut to go to the NBA. Tate, am I am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Boom! Ah, love it. Uh, so that's all in the ether in the world. So everyone does all these shows. This is all East Coast time. So they do all this stuff and I'm watching it all I'm convincing myself a little bit maybe Zion Williamson says you know maybe that had something to do with the I was thinking to myself maybe Boogie Ellis scholarship Coach K called him and was like we got, oh, so yeah. we got some things working in the background yeah. like sorry you're cut and now Zion's thinking about going back and now I'm all in my head and then I literally get online you know however many minutes later and look just Google Zion Williamson's stepdad's name I see that he's going on Louisiana radio and Baton Rouge, and he goes on the radio, and he has the nicest interview. He's like, we're very excited for Zion to be in New Orleans. It'd be great. You know, it's great for him to be a Pelican. He's very excited. And then I just get him, and now I'm like, why are we letting every single other person? Don't believe anyone unless you hear it from Zion's team, which is his stepdad. Because all these other people... Just took all the why stuff. Is, and ran why are with we it. talking to a stepdad? I don't. I don't. I haven't heard from his stepdad. I didn't, I didn't watch <laughs> the interviews or whatever. I just keep seeing his. I don't. I don't know anything about his stepdad other than he's a stepdad. And, um, he kind of runs the show. He runs yeah. the show. But Zion's great in front of a camera. He's charismatic. Everyone loves him. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Why does he have the mouthpiece? I don't but, understand. Because that. when he didn't have the mouthpiece, he said, and I quote, "The Avengers Endgame was a mistake. Thanos should have won." <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. He did say that. Oh, and his stepdad was like, you're never talking you're again. Never talk <laughs> you're never going to see a Marvel movie let me again. Take care of, let me take care of the media for now. <laughs> but what, I do what about, hold on, this is a great idea. What I mean, Zion's a terrible example because Zion is good uh, in front of a camera, in front of a microphone. Mm -hmm. But uh, why don't we have that with professional wrestlers like a Paul Heyman does with Brock Lesnar where Brock Lesnar is shitty on the microphone so Paul Heyman would come out and cut all the promos for Brock Lesnar. 
why does an NBA player have that? Why doesn't Kawhi have that? Just have a guy that does all of his interviews for him, and Kawhi just stands there with his arms crossed the entire time because cool. Kawhi's like, I don't want to talk. I mean, it's what Michael Jordan did with Mars Blackman, you know what I mean? He lets yeah, Spike exactly, Lee yeah. get it, and he's yeah. just like, the coldest man on the court, yeah, yeah, right. you know? Like, and it's like a Flavor Flav type you know, so situation. Someone should do that. That's, that's, a good, that's a good branding move. Like, all these kids are worried about their brands now, you know, coming, all, all the high school kids and trying to figure out a way to stand out. That's a good way to stand out. Just I I never do interviews, and then when you do, you do one interview a year, and it matters, and people, people get really excited minds, about it. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, you let your stepdad or your uncle or whoever else do all the talking for you. Ahmad Rashad, yeah, Ahmad Rashad is your your mouthpiece. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's lock in your official prediction. Do you think Zion is going to Duke, or do you think he's going to go to the NBA? Yes. <laughs> It was a fun distraction. I mean, I guess uh, those of us on team content, I, I get where they're coming from. You you, you wanted the content, to, <laughs> something to talk about, but uh, I just I I, I it, get it confused. Was, it's hilarious that it was the same people that were like, he should sit out. What he, his shoe exploded. He should never play another second of college basketball. Like, think about that if you're a Pelicans fan. <laughs> like, the guy's leg could have exploded, and everyone's like, don't. He, uh, they would have had to move the franchise out of New Orleans if Zion Williamson was like, I would rather go yeah. risk my career to go back and not make yeah. money than play in New Orleans. Like, they'd have to be like, all right, well, we got to move New Orleans somewhere. People thought that that his shoe breaking was like a... They think that his shoe breaking, he should sit out of games in college. But then if he plays... If the, the Basically, the idea of his shoe breaking is akin to playing for the... Risking his entire career, exploding his leg is akin to playing professional basketball in New Orleans. They're both equally the same risk. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, don't I mean, do it. <laughs> someone who came up to Zion Williamson, they're like, playing in New Orleans is the same thing as blowing out your yes. knee forever. Yes. And yes. he's like, well, he's like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Can I just play in the NBA um, and leave me alone? Um, the other the other story going on in our world, uh, mm-hmm. as, as we talked about last week, uh, John Beeline signed with the Cavs. He has left a vacancy at Michigan. We, we threw out our list of all the... The verified Twitter accounts, uh, the very short list of 47 names. <laughs> um, the update on the Michigan coaching search that we know now, I saw that there is a Providence student who is reported, like a, not just not just any student, it was like a kid that works in the media, like mm. a, a Tate Frazier of, of Providence, um, reporting that Ed Cooley is the guy at Michigan, that this is going to happen, that Ed Cooley has been offered the job and will take it. Uh, and then other people are saying that Jawan Howard is meeting with Michigan today, which is interesting because why would Jawan Howard meet with Michigan if Ed Cooley has the job already? Um, but though, whatever you believe, all the all the rumors being thrown around, those seem to be the two guys that they have zeroed in on. And it comes back to the duality of culture mm-hmm. because we had this, and this is why Ed Cooley is perfect for this because Ed Cooley is coming to bring in a beeline type culture, and that's why the report I saw in Michigan they called him a perfect fit. He's a seamless what? fit to come in and, and seamless like uh, his pants. Yes, that had that they seam, have no seams. Yeah, bursted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get it. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, that was good. But yes, so they're in this situation where he can come in and basically just be a beeline guy. According to the Michigan people in this report, they're like, he can fit in. They already have a culture sort of in place. Cooley can come in and keep things going just like beeline. But that culture is different from the Jalen Rose culture and the Jawan Howard culture. Right. Which Jalen Rose said, if they don't hire Jawan Howard, he's out. (laughs) He's just out. Yeah, he's like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not playing around. This is Jawan Howard's team. This is our team. It's Fab Five for life, son. If he's not on this team, if he's not running this team, I'm an Ohio State fan. You know, I'm going to start booing Michigan people and saying, I don't like, you know, the way that Ed Cooley develops talent. 
That's what Jalen Rose is at this point. So I think what they're going to do, they're going to bring Juwan Howard in. They're going to say, Ed Cooley is our guy. He is our perfect fit. Mm-hmm. But we have an idea. You ever heard of Jason Kidd? Ooh. And he's going to okay. say, yeah, why? And they're going to say, well, we got Frank Vogel here taking a deal. And he's got, you know, a number two guy in command that's kind of just like the cool coach. He didn't have to do all the responsibilities of the head coach. Doesn't have to go all these banquets. Doesn't have right. to, like, talk to these donors. He just gets to be cool, sit on the bench, talk to the kids. Jawan, do you want to be that guy? And then Jawan pulls out his cell phone, calls Jalen Rose. Jalen, Jalen, uh, are you aware? Of- wrong culture, dog. <laughs> Jalen, are you aware of Matthew McConaughey? You could be our minister of culture. That's what they're going to try yeah. to pitch Jawan Howard to be the top assistant for Ed Cooley. There's no way Jawan Howard will take that because it's kind of a slap in the face right. to go from being a lead assistant with Eric Spolster on the Heat to now being a lead assistant for Ed Cooley at Michigan and having to recruit kids. So I don't necessarily see it happening. But I think that's the only way that it makes sense if the reports are true that Ed Cooley is already. And they're probably not. And they're probably, and they're not. probably not. I mean, it's but a I done think it's, deal. Situation. I think it's interesting that those are the two guys they zeroed in on. Because last week, uh, you might remember, I was very concerned about Billy Donovan. I'm still concerned until Michigan hires a coach. Um, I'm going to be concerned about Billy Donovan, and I, I get it. Part of it is just I'm irrational because I'm an Ohio State fan, and I don't want Michigan to get Billy Donovan. That would be disastrous for the entire Big Ten Conference. Um, but it made a lot of sense to me that it could happen. I, I didn't think it would happen. I thought if we fast forward three weeks from now and Billy Donovan is at his press conference in Ann Arbor, I would not be surprised in the slightest, and I still wouldn't be. Um, but the fact that they're landing on Ed Cooley, uh, I listen, no disrespect to Ed Cooley, but I, I am very happy with that as an Ohio State fan if they get Ed Cooley. The man has won one NCAA tournament game in his life, Tate. And I get that Providence is not Michigan. He'll have more resources. Um, but he perpetually lives on the bubble. He's a good guy. But as we know, in our world, good guy doesn't necessarily mean great guy. Great guy. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, uh, I, I, Jawan Howard, if I'm a Michigan fan, I, I think most Michigan fans would prefer Jawan Howard. Um, but yeah, as, as just like a neutral as a, observer, as a sell, that's the more but fun But we're not hire. sure that Jawan Howard, I mean. But there is yeah. like the tinge of like, the Harbaugh thing where you're are you only into him because he represents this bygone era of Michigan that you want to bring back mm-hmm. and I mean obviously he's 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 has his credentials he's he's been with the heat he he, he knows yeah. what he's doing it wouldn't just be like hiring Jalen or something which would be a wild move um but that's what I would say if I was Jawan Howard also obviously he must really want the job and he's funneling that through Jalen at some level but if I'm Jawan Howard, I don't necessarily want the job. Yeah. And Jalen's like, I'm yeah, done with Jaylen. Michigan yeah, basketball. Right, right. If they don't hire Jawan Howard, that's a lot of pressure. I don't yeah, know if that's, I can handle uh, that. Yeah, yeah. But Jawan, so, I mean, he he would obviously be the bigger splash and make a ton of sense. But it is there that just that Harbaugh thing. But Harbaugh was like actually, Harbaugh was a head coach. And Harbaugh had a ton of success. And Harbaugh... Um, and it's not that Harbaugh's not working out for Michigan. They're fine. I mean, they're this is they're they're not a football school anymore. He's only doing as much as he can. Um, but it, I don't know. As an Ohio State fan, just given given the the names that were being thrown out there, I think I think Goodman said Mike White's not interested. He said mm-hmm. Mike Bray's not interested. Um, I'm very happy with where Michigan is settling. But you know, as and then like I like I've said before, like I don't actually hate Michigan that much. So I do hope that the the program is good because that was fun to have John Beeline have a good team and then Ohio State beat them. That's what I always want. I want Michigan to be good and then Ohio State beat them. I want every team in the Big Ten to be good and then Ohio State beat them. And I would like another like the lineage of all these guys, former player coming back as the coach, the Patrick Ewing, the Chris Mullen, RIP. You know these type of guys that have come back to yeah. their program. I mean, it's different. Like Jay Stackhouse going to Vanderbilt was different because he's not coaching Carolina. But I like the guys like a Jawan Howard situation where. I played here, now I'm coaching here, 
And it kind of just, you know, it's seamless. You know, it makes sense at the end of the day. Uh, also, I want to point out Gene DiFilippo is running the, the whole situation. He was at Boston College. I remember him at Boston College. I did a couple interviews with him. He was super close with Ed Cooley. So I think I, I think that on. is sort of the uh, that is I'm sort of saying, behind the scenes Big East, you know, I, ACC country basketball. I guess is getting discussed. I think last week out. my initial reaction: uh, Michigan fans thought the sky was falling. John Beeline, greatest coach in school history, just abruptly steps away, and th- they're freaking out. Meanwhile, other schools of other Big Ten schools are saying this is great. Because whoever they hire is not going to be as good as John Beeline because he can't be because he raised the bar to an impossible standard. And I felt just whatever irrationalities ever in, inside me, like I thought, now hang on a second. There is still a chance that they could find a guy who is just as good as John Beeline, if not better than John Beeline. And I was really worried about that. And if they ev- eventually land on Ed Cooley or Jawan Howard, no disrespect to either one of those guys, they could end up being fine coaches, but I can exhale and not worry about the fear of someone being better than John Beeline because n- neither one of those guys comes anywhere close as good as John Beeline was. That's all. You know what's that's surprising my, to me? Thought on that. So that's just that's it. Ed Cooley is not fifty years old yet. Wait, what? Think about that. John Beeline is seventeen years older than Ed Cooley. Wow, that is actually surprising. So that's a nice, you know, it's a young hire. It's a there you go, <laughs> nice young hire. You found. Congrats, Michigan fans. If you don't like Ed Cooley, we have even better Think news. He's going to be there for yeah. He's going to translate. Yeah, he's going to be there for twenty years, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. It'll, it'll be interesting. I, they're they're going to end up hiring neither one of those guys. It's going to be Porter Moser or something. You know, like it's going to be. But that that's what they're saying right now. Done deal situation. It's a done deal. Um. All right, we're going to take a we're going to take a break, and we are going to talk to Chris Vernon, uh, our our good friend Chris Vernon about who, Ed Cooley, about all things Memphis basketball. Um. Right after this. All right, before we get to Verno, quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Black Tux. Oh, yeah. Weddings can have 99 problems, but the groom's look shouldn't be one. That's why the BlackTux.com designs rental suits and tuxedos that you'll love. So even if you end up getting featured on a list of 23 epic wedding fails, at least you'll look good for your close-up. The Black Tux has an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. The Black Tux also has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it out one last time. With over 5,000 five-star reviews, you won't find a rental experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. Rent your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy $20 off with code SHINING. That's theblacktux.com, code SHINING for $20 off your purchase. We need to get them to hook us up for the roster wedding. Hook it up, Black Tux. Please. We need an invite. Also, I'd love an invite. Haven't been to a wedding since I was 11. Thank Wait, you. what? Thank you. Dude, did you, we, did you drink at 11? Yes, that's the first time I ever... Kyle. That's how it always happens. Kyle, yeah. you can come, though. You can crash all the weddings I have to go to this summer. Love to. You can, yeah. Love to. I told you, my let's friends don't have happen. weddings. They have babies, so... Let's, <laughs> Same. Let's, let's get this going. Let's, let's Somebody invite me to a wedding. Black Tux, hook it up. <laughs> all right, last Tuesday, the Memphis Grizzlies won the NBA lottery by getting the number two pick. Uh, according to, to the Chris Vernon Twitter account, as we were following, it, it was... It felt like Memphis had won, even though they got the number two pick. Memphis is the the city of Memphis is currently the epicenter of the basketball world. We have Ja Morant probably likely mm-hmm. coming to Memphis. We have Penny Hardaway dropping bags left and right. You and I looked at each other. We said we need to talk to the king of Memphis basketball, the man who knows everything about all things Memphis basketball. 
And then Gary Parrish hit us back, said, I can't do it, guys. So we reached out to Chris Vernon, and we got Chris Vernon on the line right now. Verno, what's up, man? Listen, if John Moran's not going to play for the Grizzlies, Penny is going to ask him to go back to school <laughs> and play for Memphis this year. Listen, it's one or two options. We were getting John Moran either way. Um, Are you worried? So it is John Moran, right? It's going to be John. Yes. Because yes. Uh, your your friends here at TheRinger.com, I saw our draft guide currently has R.J. Barrett slotted at number two. <laughs> and uh, I think I think like KOC might be doing that just to troll you. Uh, it's a, a KOC. I threatened to strangle him. And he said, he, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have anything to do with that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So Meanwhile, it says the entire says draft guide it. is crafted by Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All complaints can be sent to Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> KOC. Himself. He's like selling. He, uh, no, he, 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 he will totally sell somebody out. He's like, that's chow and sharks. That's chow and sharks. I have nothing to do with that. I don't do the, I don't do the numbers. <laughs> um, you are you are obviously the Grizzlies guy. You're 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 you lean more towards the professional basketball uh going on in Memphis than than the college basketball, but you are in Memphis and uh we are not. So we we have to ask you first because we are a college basketball podcast. What the hell is going on from your perspective with Penny Hardaway uh legally? Like if you are if you're trying to sell to the American public that he is not <laughs> dropping bags, what is what is what is the explanation that Memphis fans are throwing out there that like this is not He's not cheating in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Number one, you have no evidence to suggest such <laughs> horrible things. Here's the thing. All right, let me let me make the case. James Wiseman is the best player in the class. James Wiseman is intensely likable. And so a lot of these guys are coming because they want to play with James Wiseman. Okay. Beyond that, I have a young good-looking black guy who was an all-NBA performer who has his own shoe line, and he walks in to the room after your old white guy. <laughs> so you're saying it's in the addition shoes. To that, you're saying it's the shoe and, line. Yeah, the so shoe he, line. He's and promising also, shoe lines. Also, this man no. is named. <laughs> this man is literally named after United States currency. Uh, we should we should bring <laughs> that true. up. He also That's played. True. He played. He was in a movie once where he played a basketball player who. <laughs> picked up the bag um. <laughs> okay I can't defend that he did play he was in blue chips but in all honesty I do believe that these kids all they care about is the NBA the kid that's ranked mm -hmm. 150th in the class wants to go to the NBA and not only did can Penny speak from a level of sincerity about how to get to the NBA and what to do. He also has Mike Miller on his staff. He also had Sam Mitchell on his staff. These are all NBA guys. And Mike Miller can, you know, he can FaceTime Kyrie and he can talk to LeBron. And like he, like Mike Miller was part of championship teams and he's also one of the most well-liked guys in the NBA. The other thing is what these coaches used to always use, and this goes back to the Calipari days, was you need to play in a big conference. Nobody's ever going to see you. You can't achieve what you want to achieve from Memphis. And the difference with Penny than anybody else they've had is all of those things get thrown out of the window when the other coaches are using it against Memphis because he can say, um, I went to Memphis. Mm -hmm. I played in the Metro Conference. I got drafted, you know, high. I made NBA All-Star teams. So, like, the things that have always been used against Memphis, he is the ultimate kryptonite for that because he is a kid 
that went to Memphis loves the city and is living proof that you can go to Memphis and that is achieve a good point. whatever you want to achieve. That is a good point that I hadn't considered. He's not selling a bill of goods. He's saying like, I, I believe in this so much. I actually did it. Yeah. That, that does. Right. That does matter. He's talking me into it. Tate. Maybe they're not cheating. <laughs> Vernon. I, <laughs> no, to- I mean, if, I'm just saying if somebody says, if somebody says, really, you're going to go to Memphis, I just think- you'll never be on TV. Cause Penny can go and say, look, I could have gone to Carolina. I could have gone to Kentucky. Right. I could name the school. You name it. I could have gone to it. And I played at Memphis. And look at what happened to me. You know? I became Penny Hardaway. That's all he has to say. I, I will became say, Penny Hardaway. I will say this. The thing that surprises me about the Penny success in this class is not that it's Penny Hardaway. It's not that he has a shoe line. It's not that he can prove that you can go to Memphis and be found. It's that he seemed to be jaded all year during the actual season. Like, it wasn't the best season for Memphis yeah. basketball leading into this recruiting period. You know what I mean? It was one of those things where he's talking shit about Rick Barnes. He's like <laughs> he's like going <laughs> at the old school college basketball heads. You know what I mean? He seems a little jaded throughout this entire year. But then the success still came on the other side. And then I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of people when uh, Precious committed, there were a lot of people in the comments. For, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw this, but people were saying, you know, drop the bag. Congrats, mm. Penny. Another one. Mm. You know, they put the picture up of Penny and Mike Miller on the plane with the bag. With a bag. Literally a with, bag. With literally a bag. <laughs> on a private plane. We don't, we don't know what was in that bag. Maybe wheat pennies, you know, that have some value. We don't, we're not sure. But anyways, all this stuff is coming out. And then the Memphis fans, your people, they're coming hard back at the people, you know, pointing out that the bag may have been dropped. They're saying, this is Memphis. If Josh Pastor can recruit Will Barton, then we Listen, can get James Wiseman. So I appreciate the Memphis people staying together. That's Memphis fans have experience with this, with the Derrick Rose SAT thing of like, of we they, will they fight have back. all their things lo- cocked and loaded. They, they basically are just copying and pasting the same shit they said about that and mm-hmm. taking out the SAT, plugging in. They're on Yard Barker yeah, pulling up yeah. their old comments yes. about Derrick Rose. <laughs> Well, listen, in all fairness, you got to go back. This goes all the way back to the early 80s. Dana Kirk's (laughs) team made it to the NCAAs and made it to the Final Four, and there is no banner for that. And then Cal Perry (laughs) made it to the Final Four, and there is no banner for that. So, I mean, mean, the other fans do come by it honest, right? Like, I mean, we we get there, and then the banner doesn't get to stay up. (laughs) But, Um, I mean, and... And, and 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 truth be told, you know this. I mean, Memphis is quote not supposed to be there. Mm. And so, listen, if everything's not on the up and up, you better believe there'll be NCAA people everywhere because a lot they, they don't want Memphis to win. They find out one of these big schools did some shit and they don't do anything to mm. them. Nothing mm. like and North Carolina, Memphis, for example. Yep. Like North Carolina, mm. for example. Like Duke, for example. <laughs> There's all manner yeah, Duke. of Duke. Thank you, Verno. That, <laughs> That have done things in the past, you know what I mean? And it just kind of like goes away. But as soon as like a smaller school does it, hell, they were trying to bring down, remember, uh, who was it recently? Oh, San Diego State. They were all on top of them. Oh, they must be cheating. They must be cheating. Anybody that wins that's not one of the blue blood teams, they're all over it. So you better be on the up and up because they're going to do everything they can to make sure that you're not there. They're so mad at Kentucky. They took it out on Cleveland State. Tate. Oh That's my goodness, Jerry Tarkin. Oh my said goodness, that one time. Um, my my fear with Penny though is that he's taking it too far. We we talked about this on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago that I don't think Penny realizes you only get thirteen scholarships. It feels like <laughs> it feels like he's giving scholarships to everybody. And I saw this kid R.J. Hampton is still in the running to get. I don't I don't know how close you follow this, Verno, but I don't even follow it that closely. But now I do because 
we're so fascinated by what's happening in Memphis. Guys are flipping for they have in this class a guy who flipped from Duke and another guy who flipped Boogie from Ellis. Kentucky. Yep. That, that's well, all that really saying, needs to be said. Well, um, they're saying they're saying that uh, <laughs> this RJ Hampton. I was under the impression a week ago that he was going to Texas Tech. Um, the dad was like. Basically, this Chris Beard is an absolute genius, mm. and imagine what he could do with somebody like my kid and five. Somebody that can actually Cruz, play, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. And so I was like, oh, geez, man, the dad's sitting around telling the kid that the coach is a genius. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to end up there. And then everybody said it was going to be Kansas. And I will tell you that, and who knows if there's anything to it, but there were supposed to be like a a Penny Hardaway, like uh, speaking to the media or, uh, you know, event in a couple of days. And that's been pushed back. And then you team that up with this whole (laughs) RJ Hampton stuff. Who knows? Dude, so that's what I'm saying. He's getting back on the plane. Because you have uh, Jeffries, right? Jeffries was committed to Kentucky and then flipped to to Memphis. Uh, Ellis was committed to Duke, flipped to Memphis. And now Hampton, uh, everything I saw says that he's going to join his buddy who committed to Michigan and then decommitted when Beeline left. Jalen Wilson. That's his name. Uh, that they're going to go to Kansas together. So if Hampton goes to Memphis, you're talking the top three. Memphis is landing in this class three guys that were like either committed or heavy leans towards the three powerhouses of college basketball recruiting. Well, right and now. you're leaving out a kid that was awesome for Arkansas Little Rock, Ray John Tucker. Yep. He transferred. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Last week. So, I mean, you're talking, they got seven recruits and they've got one <laughs> and they got one transfer. I mean, this is the old playbook, right? Take over the job and then basically run out all the guys that aren't that good and let them go we to other it. schools. So there's one kid going to South Dakota State. Vinny is savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, uh, uh, God, what's the kid's name? David Winget. He looks like. He looks like a like a supersized Justin Bieber. Um, he does. He's got like this like hair. So Myers like, Leonard. No, no, he's got that big hair. You know, like I'm talking like young Bieber, where you oh, flip yeah. it over, like the that the, kind of hair. The yeah. Hoover High School, yes, two a day yes, Alabama. Yes, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like uh, John Parker like, Wilson. Yeah. He's from he's from America. He's a, like American Indian descent, and he's tall, and he shoots the hell out of the ball. What the fuck does this guy look like? I'm trying to picture him. Yeah. Justin Bieber, American Indian descent, yes. tall. Like what the? Fuck? Look him, look him up. Cherokee right. Bieber. Yeah, David uh, David Winget. He's going to I think he's going to South Dakota State. He's going back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's going back. He, he's leaving. And so it's like that with all these guys. It's right. like, like, I mean, and honestly, like what he does, what you do is you go, look, you're never going to play. <laughs> and then they all just leave and they're like well hell I don't want to what will happen is one of these guys I don't know again I didn't pay any attention to Memphis's ride I, I actually proudly going into last year I said uh, on the preview podcast I was not going to watch a second of Memphis basketball I was only I was only going to consume the first year of Penny Hardaway via headlines and just gossip and stuff yes. and it worked out it worked wonderfully I loved it it was, it was great I'm going to watch this year obviously um but I, I so this might be the case, but I bet there's going to be one guy who uh, is is just along for the ride. He just is like like that would that would be the me. If I I know I was a walk on, so I was always along for the ride. But even if I was a scholarship guy and you came to me and you're like, hey, we are going to be loaded, so I'm going to need you to leave. I'd be like, coach, I don't want to leave. I want to be a part of this. Sit my ass on the bench. I don't need to play. Um, I'm you cool know who that. that is? Who's that? Jalen Hardaway, his kid. <laughs> He's like, Jalen, get, get out of here. He's like, come on, Dad. <laughs> He's like, Dad, should I go to South Dakota State? <laughs> like, seriously? Seriously, Dad. 
Like, dude, you're not, you're, oh, ne- you're never playing. Like, seriously, oh, you're never yeah. playing. I oh. just got, I just got Boogie Ellis. This Tucker <laughs> kid's transferring. I may get R.J. Hampton. Like, that's I'm how sorry, ruthless man. he is. He just, he's, he's kicking his own son out. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what you really want to talk about, which is the Grizzlies getting the number two pick. Uh, we. <laughs> last last week we were driving. Tate and I were driving to uh, across LA, and it, so it took it was taking us three hours. We actually missed the lottery because we were going to John Rothstein's little engagement get together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we seriously were. We, were. we were driving there. We had him oh, on the podcast, and then we were going to uh, to his little engagement dinner party. Um, so congrats we're, on get breaking that story. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That thank you, thank big, you. Big scoop for us. Uh, so we we could not watch the lottery. We were follow, Tate is is on his phone on Twitter just refreshing. And we have no idea what the order is. We just know that it's going well for the Grizzlies because you are tweeting in all caps. Let's go. <laughs> yes, the I'm, Grizz I'm, are doing I don't it. even watch anyone else but you, Verno. Yeah. I'm like, let me see where Verno's at. And I'm like, Tate, who got the seventh pick? He's like, I don't know, but it wasn't the Grizzlies. <laughs> who got the sixth pick? I don't know, but it wasn't the Grizzlies. And then eventually you get the second pick. Uh, you're losing your mind. And rightfully so, we should say, because this draft does feel like it is Zion, then Ja Morant, then everyone else. And uh, Well, just for a little bit of history, I have been through horrendous seasons <laughs> where for years I hosted lottery parties. So, <laughs> I, hey, how about this? I have been in the presence of thousands of other fans hosting these things for crushing defeat, <laughs> right? The year it was Odin and Durant, we got the fourth pick. Now, it ended up being Mike Conley. It ended up being the best player right. of your That's franchise's right. history. So That's yeah. right. So <laughs> it ended up working out down the road. But in the moment, it was yeah. like nothing. T- you don't sell one ticket because you get the fourth pick. Right. And then and then you sucked again. And they ended up getting uh, the fifth pick. In And this is the year that Derrick Rose in Memphis has just gone to the Final Four. They've got an unbelievable chance at getting the number one pick. <laughs> they dropped to fifth. But they got Chicago. Kevin Love. And, and then they trade him that time <laughs> for OJ. And then, how about this? Now, fast forward, we suck again. And we, we're we having this huge, uh, I'm doing a lottery party at, where was it? It was a Buffalo Wild Wings, right? And it's the, I guess it's 10 years ago now. And we get the number two pick. The Blake Griffin year. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. It's number too big, and then they take Ashim to beat. So, like, <laughs> bro, like, you, like <laughs> the fact, like, there's two things. Number one, I need you to get in the top two. Because mm. if you get in the top two, you cannot F that up. I don't know, like, man. It's, Im- it's Are, impossible. No small party is worried that they're going to take Bull Bull. <laughs> no. Just for old time's sake. Just to be like, it's the teen anniversary of, of Ashim to beat. Let's oh, just run it back I promise take- you. Listen, they moved Chris Wallace out of the front office. <laughs> if Chris Wallace was there, you were going to have to tie him up in the basement draft night <laughs> to not have Bowl Bowl on this team. <laughs> Trust me. They had to tie him up in the basement last year so that we didn't end up with Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to leave. It's like uh, John Hammond. So if so, they're going to take Morant, uh, probably, yes. pro- probably. Um, and and uh, obviously, Mike, the 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 rumors last year, not even really rumors, it was reports that that Mike is on his way out. That the Grizzlies are trying to trade Mike, and um, I I think it's something that all parties are probably okay with. But uh, are you ready for this, him to live with you? Does this seal the deal? I would love that. I want Mike in L.A. So I want him in Los Angeles or back. Playing for the Pacers. I do not think that that is, uh, I don't think either of those are far-fetched at all. Number one, I think that the Grizzlies will take care of Mike Conley. Now, fans can argue they shouldn't, but the same way they took care of Gasol, 
You know what I mean? They're not mm-hmm. sending these guys off. Like, okay, so Mike Conley wants to be traded, probably, right? Okay. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. He, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I've never met him, so I can't all right, speak dude, for you him. Don't wanna go to, you know what I mean? You want to be traded and have a better opportunity than what you've got. Mm-hmm. What you don't want is to get – nobody wants to get traded to Phoenix. You don't want to get traded to Charlotte when they lose Kemba Walker. You don't want to get traded to, you know – a myriad of teams, mm-hmm. but you know you want to have a chance, and so Indiana, you could sell that. You could sell that. Wait, you could sell Indiana over Charlotte. He's from Indiana, dude. What are you oh, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and playing for Michael Jordan. The be- I don't know if you, I don't know Indiana if you noticed. In forty nine states, it's just basketball. This is well, Indiana. I, dude. I, oh, and well, I also don't know if you noticed, Tate, but with a week left to go in the season, they were a home court advantage team despite losing their best <laughs> player for the whole fucking year. Um, the other side is L A. There's a real possibility now with mm. all this catastrophe with Magic mm-hmm. that they could not get a deal done for Anthony Davis, strike out in free agency, that the big free agents don't want to go there. And so how do you appease LeBron? How do you get another really good player? Well, there's one that's available. Mm-hmm. Mike Miller. And they've got the and they've got <laughs> some good young players and the number four pick. And I, so what what good is the number four pick for them? I think uh, good, right? I think I think Tate brought up a good point that the best way Mike gets traded to uh, L.A. is that LeBron says, "What's Mike up to?" Talking about Mike Miller, and then someone's like, "He's in Memphis," and he's like, "Get me Mike from <laughs> Memphis right now. Mm-hmm. I need Mike. Call call Memphis. Tell him to send Mike over here." And then LeBron was talking about Mike Miller the whole time, and, well, and you know and they send Mike Conley, and then that's you know how the happens. I don't I don't know <laughs> Con- Conley and Miller are close. I mean, you know, obviously Mike Miller, Miller was at he was at uh he was at Conley's wedding. This is <laughs> the one Mike Miller story I have was uh, he was at Conley's wedding in Columbus, Ohio, and he did not wear a belt. And he had belt loops on his pants. So that's I don't, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's swag. That's the one story I have. <laughs> the guy forgot his belt. Hey, this is a true story. All, hey, doesn't forget you, the bag though. You know who's call? You know who's calling uh, Mike Miller to try to get him to be a advisor role or do whatever else? Is these NBA teams wanting Kyrie? They are mm. thick as thieves. Mm. They're super tight. This goes all like the way those, to the top. All those guys stuff. all have the, the those guys all have that uh, underwear company together. <laughs> you don't know the undies? PSD. Oh, it's no. like him, Jimmy Butler, uh, Mike Miller, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Chandler Parsons. <laughs> what is PSD? Pretty oh, soft. Marshawn Lynch is in <laughs> it. Pretty Marshawn soft Lynch is in it. A bunch of guys are in it. Um. Oh, Marshawn's back. All right. So if Mike gets traded, uh, uh, does this mean like give me get, as someone on the outside? I mm-hmm. obviously know Mike. Uh, I've known him not to brag a long time. He's, He's a great friend of mine, Max Kellerman. Um, so I love Mike. I I I was always frustrated that like uh, uh, Mike has always played second fiddle. He's always quiet. He's you know I, I have nothing against Marcus Saul, but I to me Mike Conley is the Memphis Grizzlies and has been, and he should have his statue and all that kind of stuff. Is that I assume this is the sentiment of Memphis? Like when Mike Mike is going to get a statue, Mike is going to get whatever he wants in Memphis. Correct. Oh, Mike Conley is a bona fide legend, no matter what. Okay. That's that's really all I needed to hear. I and was, that was, was and that worried. was that I, was established forever. I mean, it, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, you, like you have a career and you have some big games, and that's all fine and dandy. But when you have a moment like him breaking his face in the in the playoffs, uh, CJ McCollum's elbow, and then he's literally like 
what appears to be looking like a deathbed. Mm-hmm. It's not obviously that severe, but his face is crushed, and his wife's telling him not to play, and his parents are telling him not to play, and he's in this severe pain, and he puts on a face mask, and he goes out, and he plays the game of his life on the road in a must-win game two at mm-hmm. Golden State. Like, that is – like, that's forever – like, in in the annals of – Grizzlies history, which got a lot better for those seven years, mm-hmm. that is like it's it's it. No matter who's making the list, it's one of the top three things that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people and forget that Mike Conley was the one that was shutting down Curry pretty early on in 2013, and you know was basically when they were up two one was the one that kind of got Draymond very, to ignite the fire of that Warriors team. I've talked to Mike about this a thousand times that he needs to be more of an asshole. He, he's <laughs> he's very he's way too nice. Like th- th- this is why he never made any of the Olympic teams. Like Mike Conley would be the absolute perfect point guard for yes. all these USA teams because he doesn't want to shoot. All he wants to do is play defense and get the ball to guys, and they don't need any point guards that are shooting. And then every time it would come down to like roster cuts, they would they would I swear it was like it was like the office where they're trying to where where Michael like really early on what was the whatever the early season when they had to fire someone and Michael just keeps calling guys in and tries to fire him and they're like no and Creed he tried to fire Creed and Creed's like fuck you I'm not getting fired and he leaves I feel like that was what was going on at USA basketball it's Russell Westbrook yeah, he's like Russell I'm Westbrook. not leaving so they're like Russ, someone you've else been has cut to and he's like fuck you and then finally they get Mike in and Mike's like okay fine and he leaves and they're like thank God he took it it's um, like Kimba and Mike Conley so I was I was worried that like. I mean, obviously, I knew that that Grizzlies fans would love the guy, but um, I don't know. I I I I was worried that he was not going to be a legend and not. Oh be. no! I was no, worried no. that people would look back on this era of Memphis Grizzlies basketball and talk about Gasol and Zebo and Tony Allen, and then you know, like Mike Conley would just be one of those four. And for me, again, I'm super biased, but um, I don't know. To me, it's like absolutely this not. guy is to me. Memphis it's Jermichael right? Green. <laughs> no, I will um, tell you. I mean, I have a I have a nine year old son. Every kid that age has a Conley jersey. Awesome. Nice. That's what. And it's and now now as of last year, it started to move to Jaron just because he's the cool new thing. Mm-hmm. And he was the right. fourth pick, just like Mike. So it yeah, that's right. Worked right. Out. Yeah. And he's from that's, Indy. That's right. It all works out. Yeah. And it's been and it's been a long time. And it'll be Jaw next. But no, Mike Conley will have a statue in front of the forum and like will forever be a legend to people. There will never be a time that Mike Conley comes in that arena that there is not a massive standing ovation. Verno, speaking of point guards, the Grizzlies have had 1998 first round, second pick. They took a point guard, Mike Bibby, 1999 first round, second pick. They took Steve Francis. Do you believe John Morant will be better than Steve Mm. Francis and Mike Bibby? Will he, will he be the greatest point guard number two pick for the Grizzlies? Yes. And those were in Vancouver. Those don't count. I know they still count. They're still the Grizzlies. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they I don't. don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't accept anything that happened in Vancouver. <laughs> this always comes up like during the year, and it'll be like the last guy that had 16 assists in the game was Anthony Peeler in 1999. <laughs> like, oh, come on, Roy Rogers. <laughs> like, nobody even knows. Brian Big Country Reeves. I don't even know why that's in the media, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so Conley is getting a statue outside of FedEx Forum. Uh, the question now is: John Moran is better than Mike Bibby. Yes. <laughs> will Will Mike Conley get a statue outside of the Top Golf in Las Vegas, Nevada? Are you going to Summer League? Are we going to get the Top Golf in Las Vegas? That's what the people want to know. We told the story last year, oh, last yes. July. Uh, you have you've never been on the show, have you? You've never told your version of the story. It's it's yeah. like a year ago, so everyone's yeah. already forgotten. But uh, yeah, and a lot of people, you know, hit me up and told me how poor, how badly I was getting besmirched. Um, <laughs> I texted Tate and I said, "Hey, hold on a second now. Now look, you want to blame if you want to blame me for anything, it is 
driving to Top Golf in a tornado. I was, this is what I got. To. This is what I got. The entire Detroit Pistons team was like, "Yeah, there's no way we're gonna leave the hotel. It's a tornado." Bro, I was like, "Let's get over. Let's go." How about how about when you pull up and there's no there's no power? There's no like, hey, and I'm like, "Are y'all open?" There's no lights on. There's no lights on. There's freaking. Hey, there's like light. People are running for down. their lives. Hey, there's lightning coming down, and you're going to be holding a metal stick. I remember Tate telling us uh, how we were in the safest place ever in a car, <laughs> and I also remember rubber getting tires. The, getting the Uber driver who drove us in a tornado to Top Golf, and then walking up the steps, then telling us they're closed walking back down the steps, trying to get an Uber driver, and the only one that's available is the same guy that just <laughs> dropped us off 10 minutes prior. And he's like, oh my he God. pulls up, and he, I know what he's saying. He's like, you asshole. <laughs> like, he's like, what a bunch of idiots. Like, did I really just drop you off at a place uh, where you can hold metal sticks in lightning, <laughs> and now you need... A ride back. Oh my god! Well, uh, you are going to summer league, though, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, we will. We're going to have you on at summer league. Uh, that that is a guarantee, and we are going. We're going to oh, go I'm, to Top listen, Golf, and then we're going to talk go about to the, the Utah summer league. I'm oh. on the John Moran beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Verno, we appreciate it. We appreciate the Memphis. Uh, you the man, Verno. From from the the epi- as I said, the epicenter of the basketball world right now. Everyone cannot stop talking about Memphis basketball. Enjoy it for the uh, however however long this. Until the season actually starts, and then we realize Penny can't coach any of these kids. But right now, way, it's fun. Uh, by the way, I'm, I get to turn one question on you. Yeah, go ahead. Are you officially a Los Angeles resident? This is uh, this is too personal of a question, Bruno. Um, it's, no, actually, no. Officially, no. I tried to I tried to get uh, my my driver's license this weekend, and I ran into a hiccup because I have some pending violations <laughs> in other states. <laughs> so technically, no, I am not a resident of well, Los Angeles. Here's yet. the thing: I cannot send Conley there in good faith mm-hmm. if you're just going to be moving back to Ohio. I didn't want i i am i i I didn't want to publicly say that I live in LA because uh, I'm very protective of my brand as the Midwestern guy and. Um, <laughs> It's 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 been bad. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm getting tan. It's it's very very bad, and I hate myself. Every time I see a mirror, I'm like, I hate myself so much. So, um, I'm trying to fight it back against it. But the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, I live in LA now. <laughs> Sin Conley. All right, I'll send him. All right, we love you, Verno. Thanks, guys. See you soon. See you, sports. All right, thank you to Chris Vernon. Love talking to him. I can't believe he'd never been on the show. I did, I did thought about that as we were talking to him. We've never actually had him on OSP, but we talk about him all the time. You do your impression of Verno all the time, um, and we've never actually had him on. We also were, were, you know, back in a time when we would have had Verno when we saw him around, like maybe last summer, we weren't necessarily having guests on our show. We were still uh, under yeah. the no guest policy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now <laughs> now that we've broken the, you know, that whole we've thing, the seal. we've gotten through. Yeah, we've uh, we're lucky to have Chris Vernon come on. Yeah, thank you to Verno. Um, what else we got to talk about before we get out of here? Verno is the most Memphis person of all time. Like he's the kind of guy that if I got in his car and he didn't have like Project Pat or Three Six Mafia yeah, or Yo Gotti playing, I'd be I, shocked. He, I don't. He did not receive my Gary Parish joke as well as I'd hoped. He, uh, he brushed that off and was like, "That was that was a, a personal slight to him." Was, I'm you. the king I'm of the Memphis. King. <laughs> what about Elvis? <laughs> Fuck Elvis. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Ain't Gotti. <laughs>
Uh, what else we got before we get out of here? What, I, we, there's some other stories we got to touch on. Yeah, shout outs and closeouts. I know we have to bring this up. Will Wade is back. Uh, He's he back ne- in a big way. And he never left, to be quite honest. I mean, I guess he left for the tournament, but that was just to go recruit. And uh, <laughs> he's he's got Javante Smart coming back, a guy who was at one point implicated, but now just an LSU Tiger. Got a strong-ass offer, Javante <laughs> Smart. Good offer. And then we got another kid coming in that was a five-star guy that was down to Memphis and uh, LSU. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, and he is going to go to LSU. I think, what, what was his name? Do you remember his name? Is Tremont, well, it doesn't matter. Tremont we'll, Waters? <laughs> yeah. Also, Tremont Waters is coming back. He's back too. He said, my G League offer wasn't as sweet as this <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I just thought about this. We were talking to Verno about RJ Hampton, his decision. He has Texas Tech, Kansas, and Memphis. Memphis is Nike, right? Mm-hmm. This is gen- RJ Hampton. I'm going to give a shout out to him for the genius of covering his tracks of having Under Armour, Adidas, and Nike as your final three, so no one can call your bullshit on being tied in with the shoe companies. It's genius, because and, he, and he's kind of like. He's convinced all three schools that they're the favorites. Mm-hmm. It's it's he's doing a beautiful job covering his tracks, and uh, I I I tip of the cap to you, sir. You know what'd be really great is if like depending on what coaches were coming to what event he was playing in, he would wear the different shoes. So mm-hmm. if he knew that Texas Tech was coming to watch him, he's wearing Under Armour, and they're like, we got wow. him. And then the next time it's like yeah. Kansas comes yeah. shows up, they're like yeah. he's got Yeezy Zone walking around. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real trick. Um, I. Yeah, Will Wade. Will Wade keeps it rolling. It is. It is hysterical. It's going to. I hope LSU is really, really good next year, and it, I hope Will Wade wins a national championship. That's the dream because then, then you have to confront it. Right now, the NCAA can kind of keep it off to the side and just like cross your fingers that it doesn't happen. But um, I don't understand. I, 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 I truthfully do not understand how this this is happening. It's, it's basically. I don't. I, I make a lot of jokes about North Carolina, and I. You you will remember when North Carolina was going through it. I didn't necessarily think you guys were innocent. I just thought you shouldn't be punished because um, it was an academic. It issue. was an academic thing. Yes. Like I, I wrote an article about this. I seriously did believe we were that. in a documentary together talking about. I this. was um, I was of the opinion it was just like yeah they they probably cheated but like it sets a horrible precedent if you punish them for this because then it's it and and I know people are going to tweet at me and be upset and if you really want to read my thoughts go read the article I thought I did a decent job of explaining why um but what happened I, I seriously do believe this I think all these other schools saw the way North Carolina handled that and said you stuck your chest out and you basically like no we're not taking this we're fighting this forever we're dragging this out whatever whatever and you, because and then, we had already taken it one other time. Right. That was the reason that they I did, did it the second down, time. Calm down. They'd already calm gotten down, all those calm suspensions. Down. I think people saw that, and then Carolina doesn't get punished for the the basketball program doesn't get punished. And I think the perception was like, fuck it, why would we ever take any punishment whatsoever? I really I genuinely believe this. And then all these schools, that's why Sean Miller's back at Arizona, and Arizona's like, unless the only school that really did anything, and we keep saying this is Louisville. Louisville is the one school that's like, we gotta get rid of Patino. This is uh, get him out of here. But I think LSU really and that was did strike that. three. Like Will Wade is on strike two right now. Yeah. And they're they're uh, LSU's like, listen, if Carolina can get away with it, we can. And obviously the cases are very different. I'm not I'm not saying they're the same cases. I'm just saying that's probably what they're thinking. And they're like, we're just gonna fight it until they tell us we have to fire them, and then we'll fire them. I'll until tell you then, this. I would say North Carolina, you're giving them way too much credit for the way they handled that. They handled it very poorly and they let it string out because they didn't know what they were doing and they were pussyfooting around, to put it lightly. And at this point, University of Miami had Nevin Shapiro, who's like, I am at the club. I have this bag of cash, and I am giving it to this defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And Miami was like, 
Well, we're private schools, so y'all gonna have to figure that and out. Frank Haith is at Missouri, and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. That was <laughs> yeah, my past. Yeah, I'm at a different yeah, school yeah. now. Like that, wanna, that's an old story. That's, an old that's all story. chapter. So once all that started happening, I think it was like 2011 to 2013. There was this window of time where all these schools were all implicated because everything's on social media. You can see everything. Right. Like the North Carolina start stuff started with Marvin Austin not even at Club Live, but claiming he was at Club Live, rapping a Rick Ross song. That then they took as him getting bags because it was a Rick Ross lyric. Like that's I, how like Twitter started this whole thing, and that was the time of all this sort of stuff. And then North Carolina, you're giving them the credit for this, but they let it string out. For well, I'm years. not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's what the perception is that happened. Yes, I think if your perception if, is wrong, if you're at a different school, your the story in your mind is that Carolina cheated their balls off. Like they're admitting that they're cheating. Yeah, and they still they drag it out, they fight it, and then seven years later, however long it was, they don't get punished. So why don't we do that? And yeah. I think that's the perception. I think that's what schools are doing. And that, that's the Will Wade. I, I generally do think that that is what's going on, is that these schools are just like, the NCAA is powerless. They're cowards. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. And all every single time a Yahoo report has come out since whenever, 2009, 2010, which all these reports come out, it's the biggest story in college basketball. All these schools have sort of teamed up together to say, why would I bow down? Other than Louisville. But they were already done with Patino anyway. But, we might be at the end of all of this, though. The bag dropping might be over for good because there's also this story this week, speaking of the NCAA. They formed a group to discuss the <laughs> prospects of paying players, yes. college athletes finally getting paid. This was, this was massive news. Uh, that's why we are throwing it at the end of the show and not leading the show with it. Because as it turns out, you open this article, ESPN has the headline um, that the NCAA is considering paying players. They're meeting to talk about it, all that stuff. The, the very first two sentences of this article I saw published on May 14th, the NCAA is forming a working group to consider how its rules can be modified to allow college athletes to be compensated for use of their names, images, and likenesses. Sounds pretty good. That's kind of what a lot of people think should happen. Mm -hmm. The NCAA made it clear, however, that the group would not consider anything that could be construed as paying athletes. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> construed. <laughs> that's pretty that, that should have just been the article that is the entire article Let's just say, we're consider we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to compensate these guys without paying them it's like how does that work exactly <laughs> no you misconstrue our words <laughs> we will continue to pay them under the table yes and they can now do an Arby's commercial <laughs> if they want to but Arby's can't but pay Arby's them. will pay the school we will pay them in slices of roast beef <laughs> underneath the table not cash spot coupons and <laughs> do you want a euro such. <laughs> it's like I've already had 15 of those today I have to go get my dry cleaning <laughs> I have 20 bucks if you take they pay them in shroot bucks <laughs> if you take 17 slices of roast beef to the dry cleaners they will I just don't even know what that means that's the biggest contradiction of a sentence you know those back to back like saying we want to do this and then saying but we will not do this yeah exactly it's like uh, what I, I don't Wait, what? understand. I really, truly don't understand what it's. It's going. We're going to give you more scholarships. <laughs> like, it should have been an ellipsis. Start <laughs> <laughs> the next sentence, but we will it, not pay these. It, it kids. reads like the, the a not joke, a Borat not joke. It's like we are considering paying the kids. We are dot, not dot, willing dot, to pay these kids. Not. <laughs> I don't think you're getting it. Uh, anything else before we go? No, I just wanted to say uh, quickly, Nazir Little, this whole thing came out about him mm -hmm. talking junk. I watched the whole Combine stuff, and I saw his interviews, and he was basically saying, I was struggling in a system because I had to learn two positions, and you know, it, it, and everyone took it like he was saying bad things about Roy Williams. Nazir Little was not that type of guy. It was all, it, it was all flushed out in the end, but of course, 
all the headlines came out and Azir mm-hmm. Little says, you know, he wasn't... That's because that's what people... Put in position to people succeed. People have waited for Nazir Little to say that for exactly. six months. We've yes. been waiting for him to be like, this is bullshit, I should be starting. Why am I not the man? And meanwhile, he's like, I was overthinking it. It was on me. I wasn't playing my game. Yeah. And they're all like, look what he's saying about Roy. Carolina. Mm-hmm. He, the whole time he's like, I did this. I was about this. I had this happen. So it's all about him. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great kid. Can't great, win for losing. Great kid you're recruiting there, Roy. All about himself. <laughs> man. Um, I, I also we were talking about LSU I forgot to mention this uh, did you see the Nas Reed um, headline I, I just I read a headline that said Nas Reed uh, on alleged $300,000 payments quote it did not happen <laughs> I just wanted to I am still waiting for my payment I wanted to acknowledge that <laughs> yes I did agree in principle to those terms but I have not gotten paid Nas did you get $300,000 yeah wait what Three three hundred thousand? No, 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 no. Not three hundred thousand. No, no, no. That never happened. That never happened. He did the Sean. Miller. The comma was off. He got thirty thousand. He was like, I yeah. wish I got three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand? No, that didn't. Also, the uh, Hauser brothers. I, I, are, they're they're the hot yes. uh, tandem Wisconsin's. transfers yeah. from Marquette that that blew up Marquette's big season. Marquette is probably not going to be number four on the ESPN. Uh, what what do they call that thing again? The the BPI. Yeah, yeah the BPI. they're they're yeah. number four going into the season last year. Uh, Marcus Howard comes back. Everyone was like, man, they might be number three on the BPI going into this season. And then the Hauser brothers immediately are like, we are not playing with Marcus Howard another season. Um, hot transfers on the market right now. They are apparently done with their visits, and the favorite seems to be Wisconsin. So that would be interesting, moving from Marquette to Wisconsin. And again, we will forget about them for the year. Yes. And then when they start it, playing at Wisconsin, talk, we'll yeah. be like, wow, the, Hau- the yeah. Housers. We, we will forget that they even transferred there because they are white guys at mm-hmm. Wisconsin and it just feels right. And it's like, yeah, they've been, <laughs> there, Brad Davidson? They've been there four years, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. Um, All right, before I go, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to the city of Indianapolis, Tate. I'm going back home on Thursday for the Indianapolis 500. And I just want to say... uh. This is a big year for the city of Indianapolis. Ed Carpenter is currently second. He qualified second. We have Connor Daly, who qualified, I believe, 10th for this race. Um, to my knowledge, th- this isn't shtick. I care about the Indy 500 more than any sporting event of the season, of, of, the, of the year, of, of anything. Um, I go every single year. I'm flying back to Indy for it. Uh, to my knowledge, a Hoosier has never won the Indy 500, and we have two guys in the top 10, starting in the top 10. Ed Carpenter has come very, very close. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just saying this for the people, that if if this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, how can I support One Shining Podcast? How can I support Titus? I want Titus to be happy. Watch the Indy 500. Cheer for Ed Carpenter and Connor Daly. Do you remember when uh, uh, Andy Murray won Wimbledon? And yes. like all the English people were losing their minds and everyone watching was like, we did it. Why do these English fucks care so much about a tennis thing? That will be me when, if, if a Hoosier wins the Indy 500. That's like the last, the final three stories in sports that I want to see is a Hoosier win the Indianapolis 500, America win the World Cup and the Browns win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm waiting on. If those three things happen, I think I'm done watching sports. For the rest Man, of my life. you got a, long I got a lot of time way to go. <laughs> I got a lot of time. So uh, let's get this done, man. That's, Come on, that's Connor. all I'm saying. I know we Connor Daly. That's yeah. the only one I know that you mentioned. So Connor Daly, I am pulling for you. Ed Carpenter is a uh, Butler guy, too. We'll have him on the podcast to talk Butler basketball if he wins. If he doesn't win, we'll just have him on the podcast anyway. So, anything else before we go, Kyle? You got anything? Shameless plug for Dyson fans and vacuums. Oh yes, Dyson hooked us up. Uh, yeah, thank you to the to the people at Dyson for that. Thanks to Alexander Mack from Dyson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, you uh, his Twitter an Indiana guy, I believe, um, host of the Corner Three Show. We have oh, one David of those Letterman. Too. We have one of those too. What? 
There's that case you have a bunch of corner threes podcasts out there, but that, that's the guy who sent us the stuff. Oh, so oh, okay, thank you, okay, okay, I got you, I got you, I got and, you. Uh, go listen to the corner three. Show. All right, that was that was uh, a <laughs> Jesus. Don't tell the reader. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll cut the show name. Sorry. Yeah. All right, that's the show. Uh, maybe next week Rosillo will be on. I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're, we're still working yeah, on we're, that. We're in a weird space with Ryan Rosillo. Every single podcast he's I come in, podcast to build tonight. Yeah, we'll, I we'll, always we'll think that he's going to be on the podcast. I was taking <laughs> yeah. Titus yesterday. I was like, I got some guys I want to talk to Rosillo. Yeah. I was like, well, heads up, Rosillo's not going to be on tomorrow. I think Rosillo <laughs> keeps telling me he'll do the podcast, and he's talking about bills. And yeah. he, he thinks I'm you, Kyle. Like he's texting me. He's like, I'm ready for the pod, and I'm like, sweet dude, that's awesome. He's we're, like, we're yes, I have, have my Game of Thrones takes ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Uh yeah, but that's the plan. We're gonna we're gonna have Ryan on uh relatively soon, but we've also been saying that for three weeks. So I don't know. You, I guess I guess summer twenty nineteen. Tune in every week to find out. Um, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great Memorial Day. Do not blow your fingers off shooting fireworks. I know that's more of a Fourth of July thing, but uh, where I'm from, people shoot fireworks every. Oh, holiday, where so. I'm from, yeah. people smuggle fireworks <laughs> yeah. and sell them up north. Don't do not uh, do not shoot fireworks off your boat and and kill yourself, people. We 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 need we need your download numbers. Here's so. a general <laughs> note: you can't buy fireworks in North Carolina, but you can buy them in South Carolina. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take Yorkers that to the go bank. To Pennsylvania. Yeah, there you go. See, it's rural places. Uh, we'll be back next week. Good luck to Ed Carpenter, Connor Day. I'm so glad we didn't talk about Game of Thrones. (laughs) 